welcome to episode 77 of CGM's podcast. Again, full tables. I like this. I like that we have full tables every week. Right, Wayne? Well, Wayne enjoys a full table. Yeah. It's singling you out, Wayne. I, I'm, I'm largely indifferent either. It's like, what, what do I care? I'm the only visible mic you know here, so I'm always out. Now. I'm pretty sure we could just put a mic in front of you and walk away, and you would just talk no, for her. No, no, no? No, no, That would be an issue. What if I put, like, a teddy bear in my seat so you had something to sound off of? Because then the problem is, is that I start thinking, and it's always bad when I start thinking, because then bad stuff starts coming out. So it's like, yeah, it's And then it's entertaining. Me and thinking is just not a good idea. Fair enough. Hey, work for the Darkest Podcast. Yeah, see, there you go. Is it still the darkest podcast? I'm sure we've done darker. No, I don't think so. Okay. The Holocaust one was pretty bad. Yeah, actually, which Holocaust one? There the L.A. Noir Holocaust. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's L.A. Noir. <laughs> no, Hiroshima Noir. Yeah, Hiroshima Noir. Oh. That was, yeah, that yeah was that's dark. much worse. That, that was pretty dark. That was hilarious. <laughs> All right. Okay. If you don't know who's at the table with me, I'm going to start this way. To my left is Phil Brown. That's me. Hi, Phil. Hi. And to your left... <laughs> he does not know his <laughs> <laughs> I just got out of yeah. the woods, guys. Come on. Phil does not know who he is sitting next to. He's here. sitting next to Mountain Man Alex. Oh, Alex, of course. Who's traveled down from up high to visit sorry, us. Alex. Yeah. From, the, from the deep, dark reaches of Etobicoke. It, it's fine, because you're too engrossed in the fact that Nick Cage won a Best Actor Award. Best so actor yeah. yeah. No, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> and across from me is uh, still the illiterate Wayne Santos. Still illiterate, yeah. One day. Yeah. yeah. Someday I will learn to read. Or people will get sick of the joke. Yeah. Whatever comes first. I think they are sick of the joke. Someday I will learn. I'll get the reading rainbow in here. Yeah. Yeah. The LeVar Burton will save me. Mm-hmm. As he saved with his rainbow. Fast. Yeah. With his rainbow. <laughs> you know, and his visor that allows him to see despite the fact that he's blind. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. He doesn't even have that anymore. He got no. that operation. Yeah. I'm mixing up real life with Star Trek. <laughs> so, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's just, yeah, that's right. This that, is, this that is Wayne's world. George, not LeVar Burton. But no, it's the same thing. It is. He can see. I'm. I'm so glad that LeVar Burton can see now without the aid of the visor, though. <laughs> I was really happy to see that happen. Mm-hmm. Means he can read easier. Yeah, exactly. Fair he can, enough. He can, yeah, he can easily distinguish the yellow shirts from the red shirts now, so there's no problem. He can see his rainbow. Exactly. Yes. Oh, that would yeah, that's sad to think about not being able to see his rainbow. Yeah. God. He can see all the red shirts in the rainbow as and they it, march off to their deaths. <laughs> and, of course, heading up the table is Brendan Fry. How goes? Always at the head of the Still table. Still part-timing as a nighttime DJ, I see. Always. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We have uh, not a lot of news, so we kind of picked some fun topics to yeah. just discuss. There's, there's a little bit of news, but, like, nothing major. It's more fun there, to discuss one, news. There is, there's one major topic, but we'll get to that later. That's uh, one major topic for you, I assume. No, no, no. It's, it's right. kind of a major topic for the industry itself. All right. you know, thing. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty heavy, but we'll get to that later. Heavy, you say. Yeah, it is. It actually heavy. is kind of heavy, yeah. But Aww. first, it's like, you know, it's like, yay, adventure game time. Um, <laughs> Gabriel Knight. Yeah, this is Gabriel, exciting news. Gabriel Knight is actually getting a remake, and it's been it's going to be coming back to the PC, the Mac, and various mobile platforms. This actually Next makes year, me really happy. Yeah, Jane Jensen. They've you know it's like they've sorted out their differences because the story is, is that you know it's like Gabriel Knight was originally the, a Sierra Online um, property. Yep, it was a point-and-click adventure. Was it Sierra Online? I thought it was just Sierra. Um, I think it was. It first came about when it was still Sierra Online. And okay. Eventually, they changed over to Sierra. But the very, the very first Gabriel Knight game was with Sierra Online. Okay. Yeah. And that was the point-and-click equivalent, I guess, of like John Constantine. I guess you could say. What did it have supernatural elements? Yeah, it, okay. it did. Yeah, it, it, it had supernatural. And the, were those ones? Could you die in those ones? Yeah. These these were like you know point-and-click yeah. adventures of the '90s. You could always die in those. Not ones. Not the LucasArts ones. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, but the, the the Sierra ones, yeah, you could. So anyway, it's like yeah, the, it's getting a remake because what happened is uh, after Sierra Online got bought, um, eventually the ownership transferred over to Activision, and then Activision and Jane Jensen were kind of in discussions about whether or not she would ever come back to do a Gabriel Knight game, and nothing ever came of that. But now they're remaking the very first Gabriel Knight game, and Jane Jensen has agreed to return for that. So, Why would you need to return for that? It it's already has a proper story. Uh, apparently, it's that well, you know, it's like they're it's going to be getting a facelift. You know, there's going to be like you know recorded dialogue and all that. Well, oh, that's stuff. actually kind of cool. It's getting like mm-hmm. you know, it's getting HD graphics and all that sort of thing. That's so, really cool. So yeah, I guess Jane Jensen has agreed to come back to like you know, punch up the dialogue that's going to be. It is really good dialogue. So, yeah, I remember yeah. those games. Yeah, it's it, it it was very well written. So it's just people will once again get a chance to enjoy a Jane Jensen Gabriel I loved, game. I loved the like noir style detective yeah. stories of the 90s. You had uh, Tex, was it Tex, Tex Murphy? Murphy? Tex Murphy and oh, Gabriel under, under a Killing Moon? Under a Killing Moon. Okay. Well, you actually could like not look at things that could mean you could never finish the game yeah. apparently. So you could like not see the murder and you'll yeah. never get the that evidence again. Exactly. It was weird. See, I only played King's Quest. That was also Sierra Online. That was hard. Yeah, that was I only played Leisure Suit Larry. That was less hard. Ah, uh, Leisure Suit Larry. It's good stuff. Did you guys ever play Police Quest? No. No. The only adventure game I can remember playing was murder, was uh, the Orient Express one. Last Express. Oh, yeah, right. That that was the um, one that was done by um, the um, Prince of Persia guy. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. I think um, so. Yeah, I didn't do Police Quest. I did Space Quest, though. Space okay. Quest was fine. Space that game didn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, but police police quest was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like, it was it like space quest. It was a point and click. No, well, yeah, it was it was point and click. It's just that you know, it's like police quest was actually written by a cop. Oh, so, was it really? Yeah. So police quest was actually written by a cop. So he had the whole thing set up so that you would fail the game if you did not follow proper police procedure. That's <laughs> insane. So, so you actually learned about all this stuff about how you know it's like when somebody is speeding, you know, it's like you're supposed to do this, that, and the other thing and approach them, and if you don't do all of these things, then you have basically you know you're not going to get the conviction or whatever. That that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like it, it was everything. You had to follow proper police procedure in that game, and if you deviated, you would not get the conviction and you would lose the game. I never finished telling you games. how you failed at it? Yes, yes. Okay. They would tell you. It was just a matter of you remembering to do what you were supposed to do when the time came. Okay. So, you know, it's like it's not like big warnings came up saying, remember to follow police procedure. It was just like, no, we told you this at the beginning of the game. You better damn well remember now that the moment has arrived. Mm-hmm. So, That's yeah, ridiculous. It was cool. Yeah, and it went on for like you know quite a few games, but you know it's like yeah, I, I always did enjoy Police Quest in a weird sort of way because it's like I'm I'm learning like real actual cop procedure because a cop wrote this. Yeah, so, no you know, kidding. Like, yeah, that was crazy. But uh, yes, so Point and Click Adventures, Gabriel Knight, yay, making a comeback. Yeah, that's awesome. And then uh, in other news, not so great news, GTA Five Online. Not as great as GTA Five single player game because there are so many problems. Mm-hmm. It's also I just, just not. It's I also even logged on yeah. because I've heard nothing. Neither have I. Yeah. It's also just not very fun. Yeah. It's 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 not what you go with those games for. It's, I heard it's like no. some things you can do. It's really weird. Very Say payday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I heard the same thing about GTA Four, and I'm like, this doesn't sound really that fun. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It sounds like sure it's a it's a GTA game where you can play multiple people, but it lacks a lot of the Variants of, yeah. of the main game. Well, let's see. My roommate actually did make it into online, and all that happened is other people would run him over. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's that was the that. entire point yeah, of online. Welcome to multiplayer. Yeah, exactly. 
Just, I'm going to run you down. See, it would be cool if people actually did work together, but most people don't work together. Yeah. No. And I mean, it's like on top of that, there are the actual technical problems. Yeah. They can't get yeah. in, or their character data is actually getting lost, yeah. which is like, well, that's not very much. It's that's riddled with really problems. Yeah. And then in related GTA news, multiple sources are now saying that um, we can expect an announcement about the PC version of GTA mm-hmm. 5. Did anyone not expect this, though? Year? Nope. Yeah, no, so they had to do it. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, the assumption then is going to be that, you know, the console guys, as far as online goes, is like, sorry, you guys are just beta testing. Mm-hmm. And all of this is going to be worked out when the PC version comes out next year. So they're going to have a much smoother experience, you know, thanks to the console guys being the sacrificial I'm, Mark, I'm so excited for to see what the DLC is done. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Because there is an extra player yeah. option that remains empty throughout the entire game, and I find it hard to believe they're not going to plug another guy. Oh, yeah. I am surprised with that, too. And, and I wouldn't be surprised, like you said a couple weeks ago, Alex, yeah. is that uh, <laughs> they, they might even like bring in like a Vegas or something like that. Is That'd be really cool. Well, I think the DLC, they've got San Fierro and, and whatever the Vegas city is called. Why can we never remember the Vegas city? I don't know, yeah. because... I actually, it was one of the more uh, notable names. Yeah. I liked it a lot better than San Fierro. And yeah. I just cannot remember. What's San Fierro? Is that San, San Francisco? San, San, okay. That was San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually like driving around in San Fierro, though. Like, it's like I prefer that city over Los Santos. You're not much, there Much in the same way that I prefer San Francisco yeah. over Los Angeles. And that seems like a clever. That seems like a clever way to do DLC to have a whole additional city that yeah. you could then down. Los Venturas. That was it. Uh, yes, Venturas. Los Venturas. That's exactly it. I had to look it up. So yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that it's something that I'm sure will be something ambitious simply mm-hmm. because the. You know, Red Dead Redemption kind of set a really high standard. It did. For the mm-hmm. DLC. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I find it hard to believe, given that they're. Uh, it seems like most of their mandate is to top themselves every time. It seems that way. Plan for that. So that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. We'll see. I will try the online. I just I finally beat it this week, and I've spent so much time playing it that I needed a little. Did you get the good ending? A little break. Uh, no spoiling. What's the good ending? <laughs> Phil. I can't tell you. See. Yeah. What? Oh, see yeah, him. No, I didn't see. Yeah, okay. Of course. I think uh, when the I, options came up, I had no choice but to go. With no, I, I, yeah. I haven't even considered the other two. Yeah. I, I saw. I said that I can play the other two, so I will. Yeah, you can replay them in the replay section. Yeah, which I will definitely do. But yeah, I went with C and C was great. No. Okay. Yeah. It, it's incredibly obvious to me. Yeah. Like it's like there's not even a debate. Yeah. Mm. When you get the three options, yeah, there was only one way to go. Oh. Definitely. I feel so left out. Yeah. yeah. So do I. Yeah. Okay, I got it. I, I'm so, waiting for the piece. Yeah, we're in cahoots I'm together already. To never play it. I'm still waiting. No, yeah. I think it's going to happen. I know, it's we will, not. We will just have to see whether no, it happens. Tail between the legs. <laughs> like, I think it will. Like a year or two. I think mm-hmm. it will happen. Yeah, well. We will see. If, no, it does, if it does happen, I'm not going to, like, lord it over anybody. I'm yes, just, you are. I'm just going to buy it. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm playing on the PS4. The graphics are amazing. No, and then I'll be like, well, that's great, because I have, like, these dozens of PS4 games that are better than the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that's why I'm not going to lord it over. <laughs> exactly, to avoid this, kind be of, shot down? this unpleasant, teary confrontation where I just end up, like, you know, weeping in the shower because of the human. Why the shower? Well, that's, that's where people weep. Yeah, in movies, people always weep in the shower. That's like, you know, the sign of, it's like, I am so sad, I need the shower to hide my tears. Exactly. (laughs) There's just this violin every time he walks by the PS4. Yeah, exactly. I really love that Dead Rising game. Yeah. Dead Rising 3, the new Yeah, yeah, that looks great. It seems shocking that it took that long for someone to do an open world. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. That's going to be fun. We'll see. It doesn't have the timer system from the other Dead Rising. I, I think it doesn't. 
thank God. I've, what I've seen in the game, it does hated not. Dead Rising 2 is like one of the most entertaining games I've played for it's 20 ridiculous. minutes. And yeah. then I hated it <laughs> so much. Best yeah. 20 minutes, Those right? Those 20 minutes were amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were great. I think me and Wayne have both uh, seen Dead Rising 3. Yeah, yeah. I've seen yeah. it play. I've seen it play. Yeah. Did you get to play it too? No. They really? Not let no, no they, were, they were always like, we're going to play it for you and take, take questions. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still early on then? No, it comes out in like three a month. Yeah. That's it's, really... It is a launch, isn't it? Yeah, it's a launch. It's one of the launch titles, yeah. So it's... Six weeks. Probably will be rushed. Yeah. 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 They as, say it's not. As many launch titles mm. often are. So yeah. Capcom Vancouver says it's not, or Blue Castle. We'll see. They're, they're Capcom Vancouver now. I know, but yeah, they're, they're previously Blue, yeah. Blue Castle. It looks like they had hundreds of zombies on mm-hmm. screen. Yeah, yeah it, it looks pretty. It looks yeah. impressive. There's some slowdown stuff from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is a lot of zombies. Yeah, it looks it ridiculous though. Yeah, yeah no, a lot of rendering. That's probably. I didn't realize that was a launch title. That'll be my launch title. Yeah, when I got them. Oh, okay. Good to know. Got that plan. Not to worry about. Buying an Xbox? Are you? No. PlayStation. That's only you can't buy. It's only on Xbox. Only on Xbox One. I could care less. I'm multi-platform with the second one. Yeah. Microsoft put a deal for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is why I'm disappointed because Xbox One. You You need the power of the cloud, Phil. The power of the cloud. <laughs> You're like no. I right. I've managed to avoid that twice already. Okay. I'm not doing it. Phil will just sit here at the office and play. Yeah, I'll stop yeah. playing video games. <laughs> That's what it takes. That's dedication. Yeah. yeah. You go to a video game strike until they yeah. tra- transfer it to the PS4. Yep. Make <laughs> world headlines. Man on yeah. video game strike. Yep. So Resident He's reading Evil 3, again. Occupy, <laughs> or not Resident Evil 3. Dead Rising 3, Occupy, yeah. PS4. Yeah. Well, and what are the big PS4 launch titles? Uh, well, Shadowfall. Shadowfall. Yeah. Oh. Knack. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's yeah. really um, great Drive game. Club. Um, Yay. I'm awesome. not hearing anything that's making my eyes widen. It's not yeah. making anyone. Well, there's lots of shared titles not like Watch Dogs. <laughs> there's just, Double the Souls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> double down, so there's like four souls instead of two. How about, how about like Beyond Army of Souls? What? All the souls are just Ellen Page. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Beyond Ellen Page. Yeah. There we go. Just like lots of Ellen Pages. Well, yeah, that's actually, the... yeah. I might, I might buy that. Mm-hmm. Actually, a lot of people would buy that. You know, it's like yeah, with Ellen Page. Beyond Ellen Page. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like Kotaku. You know, already did like you know a joke um, video that they hastily put together where they pitched um, Beyond Two Souls as the Ellen Page simulator, and oh, then that. basically they just cut out all the portions where she is just you know it's like being Ellen Page. Yeah. And just like this game lets you be Ellen Page, isn't it great? So I thought the last of us did that. No, well, I mean, like, The Last of Us made Ellen Page pissed off, apparently. Yeah. Because it was oh, like, fake Ellen Page. Yeah, yeah, because it was fake Ellen Page. And also because you probably realized it was the good game. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, okay. That brings us to the other news. <laughs> no, no, actually, there, no, there's there's different news. Um, look, before that, like, my, some retro news? Can we do some retro news? Yeah, we can do retro Still news. more retro news. Okay, cool. Um, so, on Kickstarter, there is a uh, group that uh, they made something called Vectrex Regeneration. Um, Yay, a Vectrex them, game. Yeah, they themselves are called Rand Media games, but they have taken to Kickstarter and they are trying to start up, they're trying to get investment on a uh, ColecoVision app oh God. for iOS. Wow. So it's a ColecoVision. But that and, was a bad system. No, it wasn't. What are you talking about? 
It's like, okay. He defends it with such gusto. Just just remember, it's like, you know, this was the 80s. You know, it's like at the time you had the Atari 2600, which had Atari all the time. It had an amazing 4K of RAM. 4K. You had the Intellivision, which had a somewhat more respectable 7K of RAM. And then the ColecoVision lumbered onto the scene with a whopping 32K of RAM. It completely blew everything away. It's like I remember the first time I saw the commercials where they had like Zaxxon running on it, and it was like, that looks just like the arcade, which of course by today's standards is still pretty crap. But at the time, it was amazing. <laughs> so what is this? At the time. Yeah. So what does this app entail? Uh, I presume that this means that you just might actually Coleco be able to play the Smurfs game again. But I, I don't on your phone because they had that. Yeah, they had a Smurfs game. But I, I don't want. I don't want to play that game. That was a bad well, game. You know, it's like, what, what if they like? What, what about Ladybug? That was an okay game. It's like you know, or you know, it's like yeah. Donkey Kong. They also have Donkey Kong. See, so yeah, you'll be able to play these things. It's ColecoVision. Yeah. You can play on the tablet. ColecoVision was amazing at the time. (laughs) That's gone back. I think it was massive. It was dumb. I mean, it was good. (laughs) No, I'm I'm happy that ColecoVision is coming back in some way. But now they need the Jaguar emulator. Oh, the Jaguar. But wait. See our video about that. Yes. Wayne, do you even use apps? No. (laughs) So. (laughs) But I might use this one. All right. On a desktop. Maybe. That's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> See, because it's like, you know, when you have an app on a desktop computer, then for some reason it's called a program. <laughs> so no it's like, maybe app. I'll use the ColecoVision emulator program as opposed to the app, which is on handheld, even though it's like, hey, isn't it a program too? No, no, it's an app. I've never understood that distinction. It's like, to me, aren't they all programs? But for some reason, people are insisting that they're apps now. Uh, no, so they're touch-based, they're apps. Okay. Okay. Phil knows. Uh, sure. So okay. Phones, what? But what if you have a touch-screen monitor? That's your problem. Yeah. Fine, it's a gray that. area. If your monitor is a touchscreen, then now what, what does it become a, an Word. app program? Or? No, at that point, Adobe suddenly becomes an app. Does it become a pro app? It's pro app. Yeah, pro yeah. app. It's a pro app. App gram, I guess, yeah. is what it becomes, yeah. Because now you can touch it. Oh, so, God. Yeah, it's like apps like to be touched. We just it's, invented a new hybrid. Yeah. Apps like to be touched, and programs don't like to be touched. So just, yeah. They're very, they're, they're yeah. antisocial of things. Yeah. All right, moving on from your ColecoVision. Okay, so, yeah, moving on from ColecoVision, there is like, you know, yes, okay, let's get back to Beyond Two Souls. It came out. We'll talk about it later because people have been playing it. Yeah, I have been playing it. Uh, but in the meantime, it's like, yeah, reviews have been all over the Luke place. Warm, like, kind of, all over. The last time like, I checked, it was sitting at like a 73 on Metacritic. But there yeah. are people who are giving it yeah. five. Yeah, because, yeah, there's a one. Giving, yeah, there's what? one. New York, I think the New York Times, like, Said this is horrible. Yeah, other people are giving it. But the New York Times aren't they actually a quality standard? Yeah, yeah, they are. You would think they'd be interested in the art no, side no, of it. No, no, it's just the Heavy Rain team, right? Yes, yeah. it is. Oh yeah, I it never is. Adored it's Cage. It is Quantic Dream. Heavy Rain was like a fascinating concept of the story. It was terrible, was brilliant. And once you remove the novelty, then of course it's going to be garbage. But story. Yeah, bad story. It's bad story that lies to you. No, but Beyond Two Souls doesn't sound like a bad story. Beyond Two Souls doesn't lie to you. Heavy yeah. rain, it doesn't yeah. lie to you. It does not story. lie to you. Yeah. So. It doesn't have uh, weird mind ninjas. Oh, it might. No. no. So about the mind ninjas. <laughs> oh. we'll, 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 we'll talk about that later. You, you can ask me all the questions you want because I played it. I finished it. I'm in the middle of okay. writing my review. But, yeah, we'll get to that later. So, yeah. Suffice to say, it's like even at this table, obviously, opinions are divided on this game. Yeah, well, the dismay on my face is seeping yeah. through the mic. It's just it was a highly anticipated game, and it's really... 
not as hitting high as they expected. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's hitting high with some people. And some it's people, but it's really low. hitting super it's low with other people. Low with I'm other people, not so. really surprised given yeah. my impression and the, what I've seen is the general impression on David Cage games. Although, guy gets some credit for, say, for saying, hey, maybe this type of concept will work. Yeah. And it has. Yeah. No, he's trying something different. I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, you got to give him props for at least yeah. saying, I don't Absolutely. want to make just the, another call of duty. Yeah. The trouble is that yeah. based on his concept, it's all storytelling. Yeah. Based, and if the story isn't compelling enough, yeah. and the whole thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, like, yeah, I, we'll, we'll talk about this later. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would yeah. be really interested. That's in how novels work, yeah. Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so, yeah, mm-hmm. there is that. Um, was there any other news that other people wanted to bring up? I thought there was the uh, Disneyland yeah. slash Disneyland Star Wars. Yeah, best story ever. Let's talk about this. Yeah, I think we have to. It is, yeah. I mean, like, it is, it is, you know, very much an internet story. It's not certainly not reality at the moment. But, yeah, Disneyland is apparently going to be overhauling the Tomorrowland section to be based around Star Wars. And, fortunately, it looks like it's going to be all original trilogy stuff to start the old rocket jet spinner, whatever that is. Anyone know what that is? No. That and the no. people mover. So, basically, one of the entry points to Tomorrowland is going to be converted into a life-size walk through Millennium Falcon. Yeah, pretty exciting. That, which is pretty is, awesome. That yeah. is super awesome. That Very is amazing awesome. to be able to walk through the Millennium. Definitely, yeah, and it looks like yeah, uh, Chewbacca. Does, does this mean anything through? at all to you, Melanie? I just think, to be able how to big the is the Millennium Falcon? It's not that it's, big. Yeah, it's a Carillion freighter. It's pretty small, big, but it's, yeah. it's enough that you could yeah, you'd have some space. I would rather walk through the Enterprise. Okay, that. I, I, I stand by that. That's go to, fine. Go to Vegas. I actually plan on going to Vegas there just for that. Yeah, there you go. And you're good. This is an, yeah, it's yeah, a new I mean, it's like, yeah, the Millennium Falcon obviously is not as big as that. I mean, like, yeah, you know, the, the, yeah. the Enterprise, depending on what you're talking, that's like a galaxy class, Enterprise class, Constitution yeah. class. This is just like a little hundred light freighter. Does this mean they're going to be sticking Ewoks somewhere in Disneyland? Yeah, they are, for sure, because they're oh, going to yeah. have a speeder bike race as well in a oh, small yeah. indoor section. Yeah. So well, I guess it'll be good for the kids, right? Definitely. Definitely. It'd also be good for the kids. Surprised though that they're actually going with like the Millennium Falcon rather than trying to like you know milk the more. Well, recent George Lucas isn't in charge anymore. Yeah. So well, rational people are. Okay. And, you know, marketing. People like. yeah. Marketing people are in yeah. charge. What I noticed Disney's with Disney. already made it very clear they're going to put out the original trilogy unedited in time for the, yeah. the new one. Oh wow. Which okay. is very exciting. And they'll probably build a Death Star. They might. Would you uh, be surprised? That's what Epcot is. Yeah. That's what Epcot is. Yeah. Yeah. They should do that. Exactly. And basically, they'll just get it to hover and, you know. Yeah. And That'd make perfect sense. And they'll also be putting in a canti- uh, a fake can- Tatooine cantina in the Tomorrowland cantina as well. Yep. See, so, yeah, slowly going to have stuff. That would be interesting, especially if they change up the uh, the food and the drinks in there to match the oh, actual yeah. uh, mythology. Uh, those big turkey legs. Is that a thing Big there? Dogs. Yeah, giant yeah. turkey legs at Disneyland. You guys so, know this, right? No. I know of churros at Disneyland. That's it. Yeah, they sell big turkey legs. This is so, like, guys. genetic mutated turkeys? I haven't thought about Disneyland in, like, 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Disneyland's a great place, guys. Uh, oh, I've been planning to go back uh, soon, hopefully. You really should. You really should. There's also, um, let me just double-check the title of it here. Did you guys hear about the movie some guy shot in Disneyland without permission that's going to be coming out in the next couple months? What? No, I did not. Yeah, a guy, they, a team of people, they used, uh, used like, uh, you know, SLR cameras. And I'm um, just trying to get the title here. 
And yeah, it's about a family having a really terrible day at Disneyland. Wow. And um, apparently it's going to be very surreal and David Lynch, he looks very nightmarish. David Lynch? Yeah. At Disneyland? Okay, I'm sold. That's but, it. Yeah, All I, I need to hear is David Lynch at Disneyland. Yeah, something like, that sounds Escape, fun. Escape from Tomorrow, it's called. Yeah, and they filmed it like over three weeks. It was all, yeah, like uh, everyone had hidden lavalier mics mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, people were just using SLR cameras so it looked like it was just people taking photos of a family trip and they got away with it. It premiered at Sundance and Disney's said they're not going to sue. Really? So it's coming out. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to play the light box at the end of the It's month. still promotion. What's, what's the reception like on it? Uh, people have been very positive. I mean, it sounds strange as hell so <laughs> it's not like for everybody but I mean, it sounds like everyone's saying like you have to see it just because it literally yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, again, not, neither obviously. is Fire Walk with me but I wouldn't watch that anyway. Of course, anyways. yeah. Oh, I love Firewalk. I'll see this. Yeah. yeah, but um, but yeah. So no, that sounds fascinating. I'm really looking forward to that. And um, yeah, I was just actually listening to an interview with a guy who worked on, and he said, yeah, they got caught once um, because they had to do a retake of mm-hmm. the family entering the park, and a security guard came up to him and said, "Why did you just enter the park twice?" <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, I had to go get the sunscreen for my kids." And then he was like, "Okay, we'll stay here. We're going to get more security." And then it was that point he realized everyone had different names on their ID, and this wasn't going to fly. So a parade came by, and they just walked into the parade. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Saved by a parade. Yeah. Thank you. And security's like, well, I guess they're gone. Let's just, yeah. you know, forget yeah, about that. Security at Disneyland, do you really think they're going to chase them down? Wouldn't they be, like, the best paid security ever? No. Not really. No. Shouldn't it be basically Dog the Bounty Hunter? No. No. It's no, Disneyland. They're just all, like, these giant muscle tattooed guys. Or them are actually plain clothes. Every princess at Disney has at least two bodyguards with her at all times. Really? Don't see them. No, that seems reasonable. Like it does seem reasonable, actually. Yeah. I would expect robots. It's filled. The whole park's filled with fake guest staff dressed as tourists. You know? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, that's why it's amazing they made this movie. My only concern is just that it's, like, the stunt is selling it, and I don't know if it's actually going to be worthwhile beyond the stunt. I mean, like, I don't yeah. see it, obviously. No, yeah. not, but... Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, any stunt done the first time is always kind of worthwhile. Oh, to, totally. To do. I mean, like, you know, Blair Witch, okay, obviously that's sort of oh. overstated as welcome, but still. Yeah. I mean, the first no, time that Blair Witch... crazy. Blair Witch was amazing. Yeah, Blair Witch was amazing. It but it's, it's just that no, after that... It yeah. Everything was yeah. shaky, all the shaky cam yeah. stuff that's not even that good. Yeah. No, it, it's just after Blair Witch came out, obviously it had a rather negative impact yeah. on the way other oh, people... Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's way too much bad. But, I mean, it's like, you know, yeah, the first time it was done just by virtue of the fact that you went and did it, you know, it's like, it's the same thing with this. If they got... They actually managed to shoot a movie in Disneyland mm-hmm. under the nose of Disney. Yeah. It's like, I, I've got to give them props for that. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to see it just because of that. So I don't blame you. Yeah. Do you oh. think they ate the giant turkey legs? I don't know. I hope so. They probably it would, help. It would It would definitely help me win this argument. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there's that. And then other sort of somewhat Disney-related news um, is that ABC has picked up the last eight episodes. It will be at least 22 episodes of Agent and Shield as opposed to. They commissioned 13. 22 um, episodes is a pretty long season for a... For a network show, that's standard. That, that's why it's 24 to 22. Suck. Really? It seems like so many shows are just becoming smaller and smaller, yeah. yeah. That's what Cable's done, and that's why it's been better. That's what the British people have been doing forever. That's why British They do six sometimes. Yes, totally. You have yeah. so many filler episodes when you have 20, 20 some episodes. Exactly. And one person can't write them all. No. Or supervise no. writing all, so it waters everything down. Yeah. So anyway, that's happening. Um, yeah. I still have kind of mixed feelings about it. I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's great. It's sort of, you know, like any show, you have to give it time to develop, see yeah. how it goes. Those are my feelings on The Walking so Dead. No way they can cancel you know, this The Walking point. Dead is just terrible. It's, it's starting it's this Sunday. Oh, the whole thing. Hey, that's piece of news. Walking Dead starts this weekend. Yeah. So many people looking forward to it. Don't know why. I won't be watching it. Weren't there, weren't there even no Pops. zombies in the second season? Eh. There was zombies. Yeah, there was. 
At this point, yeah, it's, it's few and far between. That's all. Humanity rather than the zombies are maybe yeah. a catalyst but to show how bad humans yeah, and are. And that's standard zombie movies. Yeah, and that's fine. It's just written horribly. Yeah. Yeah, I stopped I watching in the episode when they like it was a whole episode based around tension between whoever the main group was uh, and these group of like uh, like Hispanic criminals. And they're yeah. guarding this building. Like, yeah, man, you can't get in. And they got in, and they were just taking care of elderly people. And yeah. Thought, oh man, the old people can't care for themselves, you know. And then that was it. There were no yeah. zombies. <laughs> You're like, I'm done. Yeah, I thought it was. A You're like, it's an old people place. There would be one zombie. It's a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. So yeah, that shows. That, yeah, I never. I don't get it. I mean, it just the thing is with zombies is that like. It kind of did everything that can be done with zombies by Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. yeah. 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we're just sort of spinning our wheels there. Zombies really don't work as the primary supernatural in anything to me. Like, they have to be sort of a subordinate to something else. You a just, higher evil? Yeah. Right. And it's just because they're so straightforward and they're so specific. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the fear of, like, being overwhelmed because there's so many humans and if they're all infected, mm. there's a lot of them. But yeah. honestly, there's enough weapons on the earth. You could do a lot of damage. Yeah. Well, mostly in the U.S. Like, yeah. there's a lot of weapons. Oh no, I just plan to camp out in Canada until winter comes along. They all freeze. <coughs> yeah, that's what, that's what would happen. You just walk around chopping their heads off. Done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they freeze. I think they keep going. They no, know. they, they would freeze. No, they, they, they have no internal. internal blood. Yeah, they, they can't yeah. circulate blood, so they just freeze. But they're also fictional creatures. If I they would freeze, Phil. <laughs> yeah, but if you want them to, then they fly and shoot lasers out of their eyes. <laughs> that would be amazing. There you go. We could do that with. Zombies, we could we can make Push them evolve. Extreme. Yeah, just give futuristic. Them all green lantern wings. Oh wait, they did that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, God. things go in cycles. I feel like we're at the end of the zombie thing. They'll go. And we're we'll back, and they'll be fine. So what's next? Werewolves? I think werewolves. We, we touched. Yeah. You know what? It, it's been a long time since the mummies. The I think mummies should come back. Mummies, Actually, mummies are the big one because they do do a lot of werewolves. Stay mummies alive. They are show. remaking the mummy apparently with again. Brendan. My Brendan Fraser movie. I adore. They're remaking that one though, like the funny one. Oh, that's weird. That's dumb. That was only like 10 years ago. Exactly. I think. Isn't that sad? I don't know. This upsets me. And the, the, uh, yeah, and the, the original Universal Mummy movie's not that good either. No, no it's pretty dumb. The, it's the worst of the Universal Mummy It is. Movies. Yes. There's one scene with the mummy. Yeah. That's why you people, see it. Yeah. The rest is just Boris Karloff in one of those little hats. Yeah. <laughs> nothing scary about that. Yeah, Actually, some people like that little Yeah. Movie. The Invisible I, Man. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It is. I'm, just, I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm not attacking the hat. Okay. Make that 100%. Yeah. That, that was the best part of that whole movie. That needs an Oscar. Yeah. There you go. The hat's not the victim here. Yeah, okay. Actually, next creates to be the Invisible Man because it's not like he pops up that often. It's true. There's a minute. They did a remake of the Invisible. Well, they did Hollow Man, which is yeah, with, that, yeah, with Chevy Chase. That was bad. Yeah, no, was Chevy Chase. I thought it was um, no, it was like Kevin, Kevin Bacon, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Also, Hollow Man was Kevin Bacon. Basically, the Invisible Man. Yeah, yeah. it was the Invisible Man. And apparently, when you become invisible, you go crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't sleep because you have nothing shadow light, and you know, you know, it's just a lot to deal with. That would be a lot to deal with. Well, one thing goes insane from the scientific experiment. Does he? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. he's a nut. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Is there any other news we'd like to discuss? Um, oh, yeah. Well, Nick Cage won the... It's just amusing. In China for being the best actor. Everybody's going to have a laugh this right is, now. This is not ironic. No, 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 no China is being totally serious about China's this. not ironic. Okay. They have no... China don't care. Definitely not. China just does what he wants to do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, um... And apparently that's honor Nick Cage. So on, on what grounds is Nick Cage the greatest actor in the world, according to well, the I mean, you've seen the movies, right? <laughs> well, yeah. They're the on best the movies beach. on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so um, they were just like Ghost Rider. It's like, yes, <laughs> the greatest actor of our generation. Ghost Rider 2. Yeah. Even better. Wild He's a past. <laughs> Actually, I did like him. Yeah. He's yeah. up there for most entertaining actors. Yeah. He is. He is. Every moment I've seen him in a movie. I kind of like Put a Call. Yeah. Put a oh, call. Yeah, new, new, uh, yeah, bad lieutenant's really Because he, he just goes far, because he starts off bad, yeah. then it gets worse and worse. Yeah. It never really gets better. Yeah. I'm like, how is he still a cop? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's pretty great for sure. Um, yeah, I love that. I love um, Con Air's classic. That is classic. Um, well, sometimes he can actually act. It's just rare. How about that face-off? He can. Very rare oh, God. face-off. It's pretty great. Gone in 60 <coughs> seconds. Rush Hour's okay. The two movies where I think he did actually do give, give him a great performance are Adaptation. Like, he's legit. Oh, Adaptation is, yes. Okay. That's, that's the that's Adaptation has nothing to do with the actual book it's based on. No, nothing. No. It's about the writing of said book. Yeah. yeah. But no, the writing of the screenplay based on the Yeah. Book. It's really it actually weird. It does include a lot of the book. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's a great movie. It's a great book. Yeah. And his performance and, is yeah, amazing. Yeah, he's, he's amazing yeah. in it. And also, I think Raising Arizona. Everything Raising so Arizona. What about um, Leaving Las Vegas? Uh, yeah, he's pretty good in that, but it's over the top. And Nick, and over the top, Nick Cage has become so comical now. That because he's so drunk all the time. Anymore. Yeah, that's too much. I think he probably deserves the award for the most acting. He does a lot. 100%. He does no, no, a lot no, no, no. What about... Um, I think Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson does no, no, no. a lot. I mean in terms of the amount of acting. Oh, he does a lot. In a perform- in a oh. Each scene. Oh, he does he at least ten people acting. His right chewing there. of the yeah, scene yeah. and the overacting. Oh, yeah. He doesn't phone Hands anything off, in. Left and right, yeah. Yeah. Even when he's playing subdued, sad, puppy-kicked in yeah. a cage. He's like the weatherman. Yeah. 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 He's radiating. Yeah. Scenery yeah. is being chewed even then. Yeah. It's just shoved in his mouth. So China's not going to, like, you know, put up a statue of him or anything, are they? I wish they would. They don't have anything planned yet, but hopefully, yeah. They really should. Really hope. So, yeah. The greatest actor of our generation, you'd, you'd hope it would be there. Yeah. The greatest actor on Earth or our just generation? Right. Or? The universe. He's just one of the greatest I, I, actor I in the universe. That, you know, yeah, if they gave him a title like that, they've probably got agents, even as we speak, that are just trying to get a hold of sperm samples so that they can continue mm-hmm. to clone him for future generations. Well, the world no, needs Nick yeah. Cage. The world needs more Nick Cage, and the only mm-hmm. way that we can do that is with his DNA. So we basically need five Nick Cages acting at all once. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. He can't do it all himself. Yeah. So he's going to be the next Eddie Murphy? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> China's just decided to like replace all of their males with Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all Kung Fu movies in the future will be all done with yeah, Nick Cage. Exactly, yeah. Nick Cage action rangers. Yeah, yeah so Nick Cage will fight Nick Cage. The evil Nick Cage will fight yeah, the good Nick Cage. The, the next big mm-hmm. tear-jerking Wong Kar Wai feature with Nick Cage in it. I, Nick Cage I would see that. Romancing yeah. Nick Cage. Yeah. I used to have a good Halloween costume would be to wear a suit and then wear a Nicolas Cage mask over a John Travolta mask. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, you have time. That One movie made no sense. Yeah. How did he become thinner? It happens, you know. They had uh, that little CGI model that shrunk down. It didn't explain how it works. Listen, it was advanced science, Brian. Yeah. You, you don't understand. Technology, it. man. Yeah. It's just... God damn it. Things happen when they're scientifical like that. So. Exactly. Oh, God. It was scientifical. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Nick Cage, best actor, apparently. Ever. Apparently. Ever. In life, China. and they have a lot of people to vote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They would have, yeah. Actually, actually, that that is our next and final bit of news. This one is a bit heavy, um, kind of relating to China. Mm-hmm. Like, have, have you guys been hearing? There's yeah. just more trouble coming out of Foxconn. Yes, I've again. Heard. 
yet again. So it's, it's been like, proven. It's, it's really nebulous what's really going yeah, on. So there. it's like, you know, yeah. But, you know, it's like for those of you guys who aren't aware, Foxconn is like, you know, one of the big factory, you know, it's like manufacturer They own like cities. In China. Okay. You know, it's like they put together like, you know, stuff for Microsoft. They put stuff together for Apple. They also put stuff together for Sony. So now there's this story coming out with a lot of conflicting information now about the fact that um, interim students who were supposed to be assembling the PS4 weren't actually being paid for doing this and may or may not have been threatened with not receiving their student credit oh if they did not assemble these PS4s. Wow. So it's like, you know, some people are saying it's like, no, no, that's not true. Other people are saying, yes, yes, this is true. But, like, you know, one outlet reported that, you know, it's like there was a guy, a student, he was like, you know, a financial accountant and, uh, or, you know, it's like a finance student. Basically, he was just sitting there just, you know, gluing PS4 parts together. Weird. With no payer compensation. And they were like, you're going to do this if you want to graduate. So he was forced to do it. But now other people are saying, it's like, no, 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 no. There, there, there was like an error in translation. And they're saying that, you know, there are going to be more developments forthcoming from this. The only problem is this is Foxconn that we're talking about. I mean, they've had guys killing themselves mm. in protest. To get out of. Working conditions yeah. over there. So this isn't really that far-fetched. No, mm. no, it's really not. And it's just another one of those, like, you know, first world, third world dilemma kind of things where people in the West are, people in the West are generally like, well, I don't care if it gets me my smartphone or PS4 or whatever. Whereas, you know, it's like people out in Asia are like, well, some of these people are, like, dying and killing themselves over this. So, yeah. like, you know, yeah, this, this just brings us to a sad place. It's pretty awful. I can't believe they're society. doing slave yeah. labor. It's, as a, so, and, it is sad. Yeah. It's just sweatshopping it now. Yeah. That's pretty dark. Yeah, because, you know, it's a really somb- sombering yeah. thing. Yeah, it is. Because people in the West wanted to play lower prices, and there was no way that you could do that as long yeah. as you kept manufacturing in the West. So this is the price that they pay so that we don't have to pay so much mm-hmm. in the first world. And it's so far away for a lot of us, we don't actually know about it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to get news out of there. So, yeah, that's 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 the last bit of heavy news for the day. So we need fair trade PS4s is what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Organic fair trade PS4s. Be nice. It's like, yeah, made by nice people in Guatemala or something like that. So Hemp and beeswax. Yeah. I want my PS4 built only with hemp fiber. Exactly. <laughs> only. That's, that's yeah. going to go well. Like it costs me $5,000, but I'm going to sleep with a clean conscience every night. So. And if it ever burns, it's going to burn well. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's our news right. for this week. For now. We've done the news. We're going to take a little break and contemplate why Nick Cage is the best actor in all the world. And we're back. That worked out? Yes, we're back. Nick Cage is still the best actor in the world. It's decided. And we're going to move on to what you've been playing slash what Phil's been watching. What you been watching, Phil? Um, well, I, two big things this week. The first one is Machete Kills. Danny first, Trejo. excellent. Yeah, the next, uh, well, excellent. I, that's too strong a word. But uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's the next continuation in the Machete saga. Uh, awesome is the word you probably want. Yeah, it's pretty awesome for sure. You know, awesome. It's awful. awesome and awful at the same time. Awesome. Sure. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I really like mach- the Machete movies. I think they're a lot of fun. Um, I think I think Robert Rodriguez is really underrated, particularly when he does this kind of, like, R-rated raunchy stuff. I think he's hilarious and has a way of making decapitations funny. So, anyway, yeah, this is, um, 
Yeah, sequel to Machete. It doesn't really have any of the like border crossing political commentary from the first one, which is probably for the best. Uh, so instead, it's just sort of Machete as like a James Bond character who is hired by the president of the United States, who's played by Charlie Sheen, who's oh, credited God. as Carlos Estevez. And what? He, that's his real name. Man. Yeah, it's introducing Carlos Estevez as the final credit. Um, that's hilarious. Yeah, and he, uh, yeah, it's his name. Okay, so that is actually his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Emilio Estevez is his brother. Yeah, he's Charlie their brother. Is uh, Martin Sheen's stage name? And Charlie Sheen took it for, uh, yeah. So he's actually just going to be going as Martin Estevez. What was it? Uh, Carlos Estevez. No, it was just a joke for Machete. He's still oh. Charlie Sheen. Oh, okay, obviously. Of yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> so he's the president of the United States, and uh, he hires Machete to. There's a drug dealer in Mexico who has a nuclear bomb attached to his heart. As there what? is. So Machete has to go stop him, and then Machete is pursued by a team of uh, prostitutes, killer prostitutes. And a, uh, a a assassin who changes uh, faces and personalities every few seconds. Every few seconds. Every few seconds. And then eventually he fights Mel Gibson, who is kind of like Moonraker. And it sort of turns into a science fiction movie. What? Which sets up for uh, Machete Kills in Space, which will be the next one. Which there's a trailer oh for right up the top. Um, so this, yeah, this, this does sound like a thing of beauty. It's completely ridiculous, but yeah. it's so much fun. Um, yeah, Danny Trejo is hysterical. I was telling you before, there's that great scene when the scene when he tried, uh, a sheriff tries to hang him, but his neck's just too tough, and he just stares him down. And eventually, and they they don't know what to do, and then the president calls and says, "You can't kill him." <laughs> um, so it's that kind of thing, and. I don't know. They just have a really fun tone with these. I mean, they're garbage and they're completely disposable, but they're supposed to be, and they're at least knowing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like knowingly it's, trashy. It's in the same vein as like Hobo with a shotgun. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I loved Hobo with a oh, shotgun. Oh, Hobo Show was great. That was, yeah. yeah, probably better than Machete movies. To be fair. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, right. I would say. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it's really a good time. I mean, you gotta gotta check your day, uh, your. <laughs> you gotta check your brain at the door, um, and you have to have really low expectations. Obviously, there are problems with it. I mean, certainly, especially they do the trailer for the Machete Kills in Space in the beginning, and then they do a sizzle reel for it at the end, and that's just too much because it's just the same footage over and over again. But it's fun, and, and Mel Gibson's fairly fun too. I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to watch him and not think about all the stuff. But he, he is. A, he, I mean, he was a movie star for a reason. He is a very entertaining yeah. presence, and he's a good bad guy in it. And more than anything else, I felt like uh, with the, which I put at the end of my review, I felt like the the science fiction stuff when it gets to that is just littered with Star Wars references, which is which is appropriate because it's it's trying to be a seventies exploitation movie, and there were a ton of seventies yeah. knock knockoff exploitation movies that were pretty funny, and I felt like as much it was a setup for Machete Kills in Space, which I would totally see. I think it was Robert Rodriguez auditioning to get a job to direct one of the Star Wars movies once they start cranking those out. And I really hope he does. I think he'd do a great job with it. He was supposed to do Deadpool, and then Disney took over, and they didn't want him doing it. Which is probably bad set for Star Wars, mm-hmm. now that I think about it, because it's still Disney. But I feel like, no, you know what? No. I, I think he would get there, because he made those Spy Kids movies, and they're, they're he did. successful. So he could talk Disney in with that. And I think he would be a great guy to do it, because he has a really strong understanding of trash entertainment. But... With a wink and a nod, which is what Deadpool is. On, on a semi-related mm-hmm. note, do you actually remember the Star Wars clone film that had young David Hasselhoff in it? Do you remember the title of this? No. Okay. Was it Battle for the Stars? No, that was not it. That, no. That would have been Battle Beyond the Stars. Battle Beyond the Stars. But that's yeah, not yeah, the yeah. one that I'm thinking of. I just no. cannot remember. Okay, I'll Galaxy have to go of Terror? I don't know. Those are the only two I really I'm, know. I'm going to go looking for it now. You should, As yeah. soon as you said Star Wars knockoffs, and it was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, there are a number of those. They're the pretty Hoth fun. was actually in a Star Wars knockoff yeah, back in the day. Yeah, they're pretty fun. And that's, what it, and that's what it feels like at the end. Yeah. yeah, so 
yeah, Machete Kills is what it is. But if you enjoy Machete or Robert Rodriguez, there, there, it is a really good time. And the other movie I saw that was excellent comes out this week is uh, Captain Phillips, which is a much more serious and dour movie. It's based on a true story about a, uh, a cargo ship that was uh, attacked by Somali pirates. Um, and it's and that's the whole movie. It's basically like it's not real time, but it's it's just following those days events. It's by Paul Greengrass, who's most famous for doing the Ford Supremacy and the Born mm. Ultimatum. But he also did uh, United ninety three, the uh, September eleventh. That movie. was a dark movie. Yeah, it was, but it was wonderful. And Bloody Sunday, which was about Bloody Sunday in Ireland. Mm. Um, and this sort of has the same approach, which is that he essentially, in terms of how he shoots it, treats it like a documentary. Um, and there's not. There's not really a main character who sort of follow everyone equally, which is interesting in this story because then you like are forced to identify with the poor Somali pirates as much as you are uh, to identify with the U.S. crew who are kidnapped. And yeah, it's just incredibly tense, really, really dark and terrifying. Um, Tom Hanks plays the captain, which is a little bit distracting because everyone else are non-actors, and it's so clearly Tom Hanks. But he's really, but he's really good in it, and he has an everyman quality, so you kind of get away with it. The actors who play the Somali pirates are absolutely terrifying, um, and they're incredible. And they they were apparent apparently in Minnesota. There's a large population of Somali refugees, and they went to refugee camps to find people who okay. look like they would be desperate pirates. And these guys are amazing in it. I don't know if they'll ever work again unless <laughs> there's a new genre of Somali pirates. But um, it could be play zombies. Well, I mean, it's like if they ever make an Uncharted movie, I guess those guys will have. Yep, work. they could be yeah. Uncharted if they, they make another Pirates of the Caribbean movie. They yeah. could probably be in that. Um, but uh, but anyway, yeah, um, yeah. In terms of just like a really really dark, tense a thriller, like that treats you like a grown up, but it's still. A wild ride. Um, yeah, I can recommend it. Paul, Paul Greengrass is an incredibly underrated filmmaker. Um, the Bourne movies are wonderful, but the other stuff, United 93 and, and Bloody Sunday, are just up there with the most powerful movies I've seen. Captain Phillips isn't that. It's a, it has a little bit of Hollywood cheese, but not much. And, um, yeah, I just uh, I think it'll probably be a big awards movie, and it's one that actually deserves it because it is actually entertaining and not just a bunch of people staring at a wall talking about their feelings. Okay. So, yeah. so yeah. Tom Hanks notwithstanding. Yeah, Tom Hanks versus the Pirates is actually a really good movie, which I never would have anticipated. Yeah, that long. it sounds a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, so like go see Machete for the for the trash, and if you want something a little more substantial. Go see that. But more importantly, go see Gravity. Did you guys see Gravity yet? No. Nope. What's wrong with all you people? I haven't been to a movie in a while. I really, why? really want to see it. Yeah, well, why don't you guys go then? I'm waiting until it's not as busy on Tuesdays. I hate movie theaters. This is ridiculous, guys. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, you should be. Rainbow really Cinema really is the be. only reason I've even set foot in one in years. Is what was? Rainbow sorry. Cinema. Rainbow Cinema? Because it doesn't have the constant 3D, the ri- a billion different uh, food things out there. It doesn't feel like I'm entering an amusement park. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, but you should go see Gravity and that because okay. it is like a ride. So Do you know? feel like you're on an amusement park ride. Tell you, you guys are going to see it in six months. Be like, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm no. be like, this is old guys. I will still <laughs> see it while it's in theaters. Yeah, no, you should. I will. You have to. It makes a huge difference. It made fifty-five million dollars last weekend. Sixty percent of the audience was over thirty-five. That's because of you fucking people. So you should really pull this together. Not you, Wayne. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you guys. Wayne has been kicked yeah. out. Um, so look, this is like this is actually a legitimate hit that is for people who aren't twelve. And that's nice. And we should all go and appreciate. Okay, fine. You know what? You guys will see it, and then you'll be like, and we'll and you'll see what I was right. We're just under the Inquisition here. 
Well, it's ridiculous, guys. Go see it. <laughs> you can it's see it like for all of us. Movies. Yes, I do. Yeah. I do like science fiction. This is like the Wayne hates theaters, Spe- though. Speaking of which, Star yeah. Crash. That was it's the name of the movie Crash. that David Hasselhoff was in. 1979, one year after Star Wars. So, yeah. That's it. Was, it was he called, the Luke Skywalker? Uh, he was the son of the good emperor. In the the good emperor. Uh, that was fighting against the bad emperor. Well, there's a bad emperor, too. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Okay. Should all we right. go into games we've been playing? Sure. Yeah. What games have people been playing? Beyond Two Souls. Should we talk about that, Wayne? Okay, we can talk about that. Yeah. So, who's finished Beyond Two Souls? You. I'm the only one who's finished Beyond yeah. Two Souls. Okay. Let's not spoil the game, Wayne. So, yeah, I, I will have to be careful about what I say since it's still relatively fresh. The game only just... They do also... They show a lot in trailers, so, so, I mean... Not that much. They show quite a bit. Yeah, it's just like a, a, I think you should start with the fact that you can actually play this. It's about a 10-hour film yeah, yeah. movie. I was, I, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, film. It's just a film. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, okay, so how many of you guys are actually familiar with the storyline for Beyond Two Souls? Not even remotely. Okay, so, right. This is the way it goes. Uh, Beyond Two Souls is basically a non-sequentially told life story of a girl who, ever since birth, has had a ghostly companion and is basically being researched by the government as a result of that. And so this game jumps all over the timeline of her life. So, you know, it's like one chapter, you'll be, you know, it's like participating with her as a little girl. The next chapter, you jump into, like, you know, her, you know, it's like taking her first tentative steps into being recruited by the CIA. And then after that, you jump back to her adolescence, and she's, like, you know, attending her first birthday party. It just, it goes everywhere. Um, It gets dark. And it it gets dark, which, of course, Brendan likes, because, you know, Brendan is all about the It's just dark enough. Yeah. And it's it's a David Cage game, which oh. right there should send some people running for the hills. Oh. If, if you know who David Cage is. What's he done beyond Heavy Rain? Uh, yeah, he did Indigo Prophecy. Or Fahrenheit in Europe. Or Fahrenheit, as it was known in Europe. Lion Ninjas. And he did Omicron, The Nomad Soul, which had David Bowie in it. It did. As mm. a character. And David Bowie even wrote a song for the game, so that's also that's kind nice. of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And he's working on something new now for the PS4, but nobody knows what it is. But, uh, yeah, right now, like we talked about earlier, there's been, like, a lot of division amongst the critics. It's like, yeah, if you go to Metacritic, some people are giving it, like, hundreds or 90s, and other people are just flat-out failing it. So it seems to be one of those polarizing games where you don't really go into going, eh, it's okay. You either just really enjoy it or really hate it. Was it actually a compelling story? Um... It was more straightforward and um, less gimmicky than, um, like, you know, the, the big David Cage lied issue that people had with um, Heavy Rain. Yeah. He lied. Yeah. He blatantly lied. He, yes. He does not lie in this game. You know, so there, there are still, you know, developments and plot twists and stuff like this, but this time he doesn't cheat to um, attain them. So, you know, it's like, yeah... Some people will, you know, like probably be a little better off with that. Uh, I think probably one of the most interesting things about it is how much he simplified the interface. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like, you, you know how when you played Heavy Rain, he would have you doing things like, okay, now you're rotating the left stick, and uh-huh. now you're rotating the right stick, and now you're pressing, like, a complex sequence of buttons and things like that. And with this game, it's really more like you see, like, a white dot that indicates that you can just manipulate an object somehow, and you just, like, move the right analog stick towards it, and the action will be executed. Every it's, once, more like, it's more like quick time events, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's like every once in a while he will still pull out the, you know, it's like elaborate um, button-pushing sequences. Well, when it's supposed to be hard, like going through doorways and things like that. Yeah, but he's, he's really, really cut down on them. Um, it gets a little bit confusing in combat, though, because there's actually, like, a fair amount of, like, fisticuffs. There is, yeah. Game. And okay. so the way that that works is that um, 
when somebody is about to hit you or you're about to hit somebody, it goes into slow motion, black and white. So you've got a few seconds to decide, you know, it's like how you want to react to it, except that usually the game already has like, you know, a set motion in mind. So you might think like, you know, oh, okay, I want to get away from this guy. So I'm just going to like, you know, move right on the analog stick to try and dodge his blow. But the game actually meant for you to like block his blow by pushing the analog stick left. And, you know, in the heat of the moment, you know, sometimes you're just like, oh, okay, I failed that because I didn't know that that's what the game wanted me to do. Um, mm, that was, that was, yeah. especially on the train, I'd probably yeah, it's it's um it's fairly forgiving in that you're actually allowed to make multiple mistakes. It's like I never actually got a game over the entire time I okay. played. That was Even, is it possible? I don't know. Okay. It's like, yeah, because there, there were certain moments where it was like, you know, wow, I screwed up on that fight a lot and she still somehow got through it. So well, I had like dogs. Yeah on me and yeah. at that point I'm like I'm dead yeah. and they're just like Aiden come help me yeah. and I'm like okay so yeah I, I honestly like, yeah. you know can't die if you have a ghost yeah I, I honestly don't know whether it's actually possible to get a game over on the game because it's like I didn't even when I screwed up a lot but there are multiple so, endings though right yes yeah, so there are multiple endings that was actually a question I was going to ask because he had that famous quote uh, that uh, game, game overs are a failure of the game designer yeah. that he's been made fun of a lot for yeah and that was that was something I was thinking is like, can you get a game over in this game? It's like if, I haven't found one. If you can, I was not able to do it. But then I didn't try to deliberately fail the game. I ju- tried jumping oh. off a bridge. Didn't work. Okay. <laughs> yeah, which is another kind of disturbing thing is that there are plenty of opportunities for suicide. Because wow. as the game goes on, you know, it's like uh, Jody Holmes, the character played by Ellen Page, gets more and more, you know, it's like isolated and distraught and depressed over the fact that she'll never have a normal life because she's got this ghost companion trailing around. So, mm-hmm. you know, you'll there will be moments in the game where you're just like, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I'm in the kitchen. And it's like, hey, there's a knife. I guess I'll just make dinner for myself or something. But then she'll grab the knife and, like, you know, hold it and start moving it towards her wrist. And I'm like, whoa, 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 okay, I, I didn't think that you were actually going to do that. And then she kind of just holds it over there, and, you know, it's like it, it is basically like the game is like, so are you going to do it? Are you going to cut yourself now? I'm like, no, maybe not. I don't need to see that. I, I don't know whether the game will actually let you do it, because I actually got really uncomfortable <laughs> at those points and kind of just backed away from the abyss and said, like, I don't want to see it. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting, because this is just a theory. I'd have to play the game a few times to get a more solid grasp on it, but I think the way that Cage is structuring the plot is um, he's jumping all over the timeline based on emotions, okay. I think. This is just my theory right now because it's like, you know, yeah, you know, he starts off, like, say, for example, you go to um, Jody Holmes goes to, like, you know, her first teenage birthday party, and then that goes very badly because the kids pick up. We have a flash focus on that. If yeah, you watch and, it. and, you know, it's like she gets alienated, and then, you know, it's like Revenge. right after that, you know, it's like you jump over to, you know, it's like um, another moment where, you know, it's like all of a sudden... Uh, She's told that, you know, it's like she can't stay at, you know, the lab where she spent her whole life growing up and that, you know, it's like she's going to be just sent off to the CIA to, you know, it's like be a recruit and she doesn't have any say in this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like there was just this continuing theme of alienation that kept on going in those sequences. That's the only thing that I could see in common with, um, you know, why they jump from one scene to the next. And then after that, they would like, you know, change tracks and she would start feeling a little more hopeful about her situation. And then, you know, regardless of where the game jumped in the timeline, those scenes seemed a little more positive and upbeat. So it's just a theory, but I think that David Cage was trying to collect emotional um, moments 
you know, together, regardless of where they were in the life of the character. Okay. But I would have to play more to actually get a firm grip on that. It, um, it's definitely something worth looking into, given yeah. how much he kind of professes to do stuff like that, to try to make emotional stories. Yeah. See, I mean, like, this, yeah. this, this is one of the interesting things that I find about the game, is that, you know, it's like, I will, you know, it's like, I do still have to admit that Cage is not, like, you know, the greatest writer in the world. And there were, he really isn't. Yeah, there, there were no. moments where the dialogue was just like, okay, this is not great dialogue. However... He was smart enough to, like, you know, get Ellen Page and, you know, Willem frickin' Defoe in there. So, you know, even though the dialogue can sometimes be really flat, the caliber of the actors that he actually managed to bring in managed to elevate the material so that it's more effective and, you know, it's, like, more impressive than it actually has any right to be because yeah. now Willem Defoe is emoting and it's like, okay, even though this is supposed to be cheesy, sad dialogue, because Willem Defoe is doing it, despite the cheesiness, I'm actually finding myself getting kind of roped mm-hmm. in just because of the strength of his delivery. So... He does a really good job in the yeah, so, so you will see that happening in the game where, you know, it's like if you're any kind of critic, there will be, you know, the um, objective part of you going, this is not that well written. But on the other hand, it's like, I got to hand it to the actors. They're saving the material. I have one other question, actually. Okay. Does it have the same problem as Heavy Rain and Indigo Prophecy had where it feels like large portions of the game are cut out? Not no, yet. It no. Um, okay, that's good. It, well, it, it does and it doesn't. I mean, you get that sense anyway just because it is jumping all over her timeline. So, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have that sense of, you know, events smoothly flowing from one to the next because it's like one minute you're nine years old, the next minute you're 23 years old, after that you're like 14 again. So there is a deliberate disjointed feel to it because Cage is like, I'm taking you all over, you know, the span okay. of this woman's life. Uh, I'm just saying that because you had Indigo Prophecy where I think there were actually two chapters cut mm-hmm. out of the game yeah. that yeah. make it very confusing. And same thing in Heavy Rain where there's all this stuff at the beginning and it just disappears. Yeah. And I, I just thought that was a big concern it's, that could be addressed. It, yeah, in a weird sort of way, Beyond Two Souls actually suffers from the opposite problem where you don't feel that stuff is missing so much as like extra stuff got jammed in there that you weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's like it's... Um, it's it's a if I had to compare it with Heavy Rain and Indigo Prophecy, I'd say at this point that it's probably got more in common with Indigo Prophecy, in that just when you think the game is going to be one thing, it takes a turn for the strange. So I'm not going to be giving away any plot points, but I will say that you know it's like you start out here's a girl with a ghost companion, that seems straightforward enough. You're kind of going for a Stephen King carry sort of you know plot line here, but then later on in the game you're doing things like you know piloting submarines to underwater military bases or communing with Navajo spirits out in the desert or <laughs> oh my. It, just, it just goes to like these very strange places and it's like and this is all in the life of like the same girl it's like not even jumping to different characters she's just doing all of this weird stuff you know it's like throughout the course of her life where it's like uh, and she's okay. not that old yeah you know it's like you, you are explaining it but you know it's like you know and yet on the other hand it's like you know some moments even feel vaguely kind of sort of Call of Duty-ish, in that you oh get you know, your contemporary military first-person <coughs> shooter kind of feel in there. I was like, what? So, so yeah, all of that stuff that I described is in the game. You, you get your Call of Duty, you get your spy underwater submarine stuff, you get your meditative communing with the spirits out in the middle of the desert. You know, it's like vision quest kind of thing, and it's all in the same game. It's very weird. <laughs> so, well, we had Undead Mind Ninjas yeah. and Indigo Prophecy, yeah. so... Yeah, exactly. That's that's why I mean that you know that's that's what I meant when I said that you know it's like it's got more in common with Indigo Prophecy in that yeah. sense because um, 
Heavy Rain was a lot more grounded, quote unquote. It was. It's because it yeah. was just all like, you know, psycho. Other than the weird, like, yeah. dreams that he never yeah. explained. Exactly. Which they cut out, I believe. Like it, a lot of them were cut out. It was out. a psychic thing, I think, yeah. originally, and then they cut that out because it didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work. Or... Because that, that seems to be one of David Cage's, like, you know, signatures is that he just loves the psychic stuff. He can't stay away from it. He was like, even in Heavy Rain. Towards the end, he started sneaking little bits and pieces of like you know weird you know it's like psychic events in there. Yeah. If you were paying attention, this time he just indulges himself and he just goes whole hog because like it's a girl with a ghost, so mm-hmm. psychic stuff is a little bit more natural. And you know, yeah, he, he really goes he really goes whole hog on that. Now, stuff. Wayne, let me ask you: Is the internet the villain? No, <laughs> the, the internet is not the, the yeah the internet is not the final boss in this game. So. I had so, to ask. Yeah. No, it, it, just in it, case. No, it's a legitimate question. Yeah, but weirdly no, enough, it is a legitimate yes, because question. Because this is David Cage that we're talking about, yep. so no, he does not pull out the internet as the final boss. But what was neat is it's co-op, kind of. And yes, this is a co-op game. Were you guys aware of that? No, no, you can actually play this game from start to finish in local co-op. Actually, only local co-op. Um, so you take two controllers. One person can control the Jody Holmes Ellen Page character, and the other person controls Aiden, the ghost. Which now, is it Aiden or Aiden? That, or do you have to choose from the beginning to play co-op? Uh, well, you, you can actually like, you know, jump into various chapters and do it that way okay. as and when you see fit. But you know, at the beginning of the game, we'll ask you whether you want to do that. But cool. yeah. um, I played the ghost. I'm going to have to look at that and see how that yeah. works. Because so it's, it's, it's an interesting mechanic because it, um, depending on who you play with, this just dramatically changes um, the mood and tone of the game. Like, uh, it's like I, I played a little bit with my wife, and we are generally cooperative. So it would be stuff like, you know, I went and did something, and then she was controlling Ida the ghost, and she would just, you know, go and jump in and do, you know, it's like something along the lines of what I requested. But if you were sitting down and you were playing with your best friend who, like, you know, was a bit douchey, and you were like, okay, so this party has gone bad. These kids... You know, it's like our making Revenge. fun of you. It's just if we just turn around, be the bigger man, and walk away from this, and then he controls the ghost, and he's like, no, nah, screw this. I'm going to get revenge on them. <laughs> and then you'll be like, no, don't do that. And he's like, no, nah, screw it. And he's like, they made fun of you, so yeah. we're going to get revenge now. And you can be yelling at your friend the way that Jody Holmes is yelling at the ghost, saying, I didn't stop it. And meanwhile, your friend is going like, hey, hey I'm setting this person on fire. I'm I lit the house on fire. People. Yeah, it's like I'm making lights explode. Whatever. I'm not listening to you. But, it's revenge time. But so. let me ask you this, man. Yeah. If you're playing a level game, and you have the choice between lighting a group of kids on fire he to- and quietly he, walking away. He walked me, away. I did. you ever I walked away? A, I, I went in and started lighting people on fire. Okay, it's like, okay, so the reason that I did it in my playthrough was because it was like I was, I was actually sympathizing with the Ellen Page character at that point. And I was just like, okay, you know, it's like some bad stuff just went down. These kids are like completely humiliating you. You know, it's like this is setting itself up for like a perfect carry situation because you're like the psychic ghost girl. I cannot see this going anything but badly if you actually give into your impulses and I don't want that to happen to you. So just walk away. So that's what I did, you know, like in my playthrough. But we just recently did a flash focus in the office where Melanie indulged and took revenge. And yes, it did go very badly. It was like it just put could have went worse. Awesomely. and it yeah. could have and it could have been even worse. But it put the Jody Holmes character in a very very bad place afterwards. And I was like, yeah, okay. I, but isn't that more entertaining? It well, it depends on what depends you like on how you're attached. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, uh, yeah it, it depends on your approach to the character. If you're the sort of person where it's just like I am genuinely curious to see how bad this gets, yeah. and you find that entertaining, you'll do it. Yeah. If you're the sort of person where you're like I'm already identifying with this character, and I just don't want her to suffer anymore, you'll take the other choice. But if you're playing the ghost, you're already detached. Yeah. So it's like 
happens. And someone's like, you're, see- you're seeing this. And yeah, she walks away. Yeah. She walks away. See, and, and like, you know, this is what I find interesting about this game is that people are going to have different approaches to this for different reasons. Mm-hmm. My approach was, like, I don't want to see her suffer anymore, so this ghost is just going to not, you know, it's like, you know, turn this into a complete disaster so that, you know, it's like Jody can go on with, like, you know, some semblance of sanity and dignity. Whereas, you know, it's like if you can, you go completely crazy and you can really, really hurt these kids. It's way more fun throwing yeah. chairs yeah. at you know, kids. It's like, you know, obviously, it's like, you know, everybody looks at her in a whole new light and it's just like, oh, man, you just alienated her even further. She's drawing further and further away from the people that care for her. I don't want to see that happen to her. You know, it's like I still want her to be connected to the people that care for her. I don't want them thinking that she's a monster and starting to withdraw that support because I think that support is important for her. That was actually my approach right. when I played it. But I know that other people... So would you play a game called Friends where you just walk around and be nice to people? Uh, don't I, hug them. I, I might. Yeah. I, I, it, it depends. If if I can actually build up some kind of emotional investment in the character, in the character yeah. then yes, I will do that. <laughs> However, if they do a poor job of writing and I'm just sitting there going, yeah, screw it, I don't care anymore, then yeah, I will just make them suffer as much as I find is amusing. Okay. So it, it really is just contingent on your own attachment to the characters. If you buy what David Cage is selling, then you know it's like, yeah, you, you might be a little more sympathetic to um, Jodie Holmes and her plight. If you're sort of sitting there thinking it's like, you know, well, it's just more fun being the ghost and wrecking stuff, then yeah, you know, it's like some people are going to play it. Everybody is going to approach this game differently. You can even approach the ghost being a jerk from a sympathetic standpoint. Yeah. You you can, because I mean, like, you know, there, there are other moments where it's like, you know, Aiden, the ghost, is like, you know, very protected. Is it Aiden? It's yeah. Aiden. It's Aiden. Aiden. That's, that's how his name is pronounced. Aiden, the ghost, uh, because he's been with her her whole entire life, he's actually, it's like, you know, very protective and sometimes he gets a little jealous of her. So there are moments in the game where it looks like the Jodie Holmes character can actually have some kind of romantic connection. And when it comes time to take control of Aiden, either you, if you're playing by yourself, or your partner can decide to like make life hell for that guy and drive him away, or, again, try and be the big man, step back, and actually let her enjoy a little human contact with somebody else. So, you know, it's like, at that point, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, it's like, I actually, you know, sort of had to get into a discussion with my wife about what we were going to do next because I was just like, you know, it's like, no, come on, just, you know, it's like, let 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 her enjoy it. And she was like, you know, I was like, no, I think that this guy is a jerk. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, oh man, and then it, again, it was so weird because it really did feel like the um, Jody Iden relationship, where it's like, you know, I controlling the Jody character wanted one thing, but Iden was like, this guy's no good for you. No, it's like, screw it. like send this guy away. I'm like, oh man, why do you always have to keep interfering? It's like, That's exactly what's happening in the game. Oh my god, you know, it's like David Cage just transferred that emotional dynamic from the game to me and my wife. It's like, how did he do that? He made it co-op. This is just so bizarre. So, I mean, it's like, you know, and so I think that the game is actually going to be a different experience for people that play by themselves versus people that play with others, especially if the people that are the playing with don't necessarily see eye to eye with them all the time. Now, remind um, me like, what systems this is on. It's PS3 exclusive. Okay. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's only on the PS3. Right. Just like Heavy Rain was before. PS3 so. exclusive. It's too bad. It, I don't like the sounds of it. Yeah. <laughs> It's too but bad. It is not for everyone. I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, for, for me, it's like, you know, in the, in the same way that a lot of people, like, you know, don't like David Lynch, even though I do. I know that there are, I love David Lynch. Yeah, I know there are a lot of people that don't like David Cage, but I am actually willing mm-hmm. to pull up, put up with his eccentricities and his weak writing because he does interesting things in the games. And even though I don't necessarily feel that every single heavy emotional moment in this game is well and truly earned by the characters, you know, it's like, once again, the actors are so damn good that sometimes they manage to pull it off. 
off by virtue of their own delivery. So there are a few moments where you kind of just sit there and go, it's like, wow, I'm actually kind of feeling something here, even though I know I shouldn't because this wasn't that well written. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, you know, Ellen Page is crying, and she's doing a really good job of crying. So it's like, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm getting sucked in and feeling bad for her. So, you know, yeah. Let's take a look at the review, though. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be writing my review now because I only just finished it last night and I only just started putting my thoughts together for it. But, you know, it's like, I liked it, but I will also acknowledge that, you know, it's like people who don't like David Cage games, there is probably, you know, even less reason to play this game. You know, it's like if you're already not a fan. So is this review going to go on the day this podcast is on or next week? I, Monday probably. Monday probably, yeah. So, okay. so yeah, you can look Sunday? next week. Yeah. Maybe Sunday. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. So that's what I've been playing. Man, has, you guys made me talk a lot about that. Game. Yep. Okay. Well, has anyone else? You've been playing Scribble Knots, Alex. I've been playing Scribble Knots oh, Unmasked. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. It's what it says on the box, but <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I kind of wish there was more to it. Like I wish there was more features to it because it's a really good idea. I mean, Scribble Knots has the whole thing where you can write almost anything into it. Yep. And it'll come up with something cool. And now they've added the entire DC library and the little bat computer that tells you everything. And they've got multiple versions of different superheroes. Um, There's like six pages of Batmans. Sounds like a Phil game. Sounds great. But the problem is is there's not much to do with it. Well, yeah, but did you not... Had you never played a Scribble Lancet game before? No. It's basically just like a sandcastle. Well, no, that's fine, but I... It doesn't feel like there's a there's a lot to sandcastle with. Like, yeah. you go to the city. There's like six or seven little events you do where they're like yeah. do this and they repeat really quickly. Yeah, and well, it's more, the scribble like games are more just about you creating a game for yourself. Out of it, mm-hmm. I find like uh, like the last one I played, I spent most of the time just thinking of things to fight each other. I feel like with DC, that could go on for hours. <laughs> yeah, but every single fight generally takes about uh, less than a minute. Of course, but if it's Jesus and Cthulhu, it's like amazing to watch. Oh, uh, we're back at Jesus. I, I'm not sure it's that amazing to watch in most cases. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy dressing up as an orange lantern and beating a bunch of guys up and turning them into orange constructs. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt that the the game itself... Is kind of there, and I felt like there should have been some more stuff to kind of let us in. Like, it should have been multiplayer, I felt. Like, being able yeah. to, to do that kind of thing with multiple people. That might have been fun. Yeah. And uh, I thought, and I thought, you know, it worked out all right. There's a few issues, too, with the, uh, with it. The hit detection's kind of off. Um, a few puzzles will just solve themselves for no reason. Oh, it is for children. Yeah, well, it is for children at the but at the same time, but, you know, if it's if it's solving them if they're solving themselves off screen, you're going to get really confused. Yeah, I guess. And come on, and Phil, when we were are, young, I mean, kids were hard. They were. That's why I hated them. Kids aren't stupid, but well, maybe today's kids, kids are actually pretty but, smart. Most yeah, days. like you, we had Nintendo games that were pretty hard, and we, we enjoyed them. That's true. And I think there could have been more to this game as a like just more con- more ways to engage the kids and encourage them to actually do to use the vocabulary they have because the, I found the thing I found very quickly is you can very easily fall back on a few little thing very basic yeah. things and I don't really think that's a good thing for something like that like well I mean I think I, I understand what you're saying but I think the principle there is just that it's just prevent you prevent specifically kids or players from getting uh, stuck 
because like yeah like you could like in the last one I played you could create a black hole and that would pretty well solve any problem yeah and like so then it's just up to you like do I want to just march through this and just kill everything with a black hole or do I want to come up with creative ways to do everything because there's normally dozens of ways of solving any problem mm. so there's that's all- sort of what it is like yeah there are crutches and you can depend on those if you want but it's I think it's sort of about the experience of trying to come up with different ways of surprise yourself. And surprise I didn't the game. play the previous Scribble, at least Scribble Not Elemented. I looked at it and it looks a lot more expansive. Oh, maybe this is more simplistic yeah, than I I DC. I, I mean, the DC one, yeah. like from what everything I've seen of previous Scribble Not Elemented has a lot more to do. Right. And the actual content where you're going through sort of the DC storylines are really basic and too short. Yeah. Like, I felt like they could have done a lot more well, with that. Well, just kind of sketches and ones up before. The characters didn't have names and scribblings and all Yeah, but uh, at the same time, at the same time, you know, you've got the whole history of DC Comics mm. that you've got, and they don't really... Like, they have it all, a lot of it there in the Bat computer, but they could, they don't really go into it nearly as much as they could. Right. But, I mean, on, on another note, the opening, the opening cutscene is really kind of cool looking. Cool. And I just really felt they could have done more to encourage using different uh, superheroes and playing around with what you've got, creating new superheroes, using the powers yourself. Like I said, real fun to use the Orange Lantern powers on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a few issues with uh, the actual scenarios and a few really bizarre limitations on how you can solve problems. Yeah. Where the game will fail you for not solving problems in a really specific way. Yeah. Uh, there was That's too bad. One, it's normally the strength of the scribble. Just as a, as a small example, there's one point where you, the orange lantern, Larflees, is attacking you and you have to steal his lantern. And they say you have to put out food to distract him. Yeah. So I thought, you know, I have to steal his lantern, I have to distract him, so I sedated a turkey and fed it to him, and I failed the mission instantly. Because apparently you weren't supposed to actually distract him that way. You were supposed to just feed him food. And I felt that goes against the spirit of it. Like, the idea is you're supposed to try to solve things in a variety of ways. And I would have liked a bit more freedom to do that. And... That's sort of my thoughts on the matter. I mean, like I said, haven't really played too many Scribblenauts games, but given the spirit of what the spirit of the game professes to be, it felt like it felt like they didn't do enough with it. All right. Fair Other enough. than that, I've been playing Electronic Super Joy, which I won't talk about this week. Uh, I'm still kind of reeling from it, but uh, I will have eventually a review for it, and then I'll be able to talk a little bit more about it. Cool. We look forward to your review, though. Mm-hmm. You said it's like a rave, but without... It's a rave without the ear damage and ecstasy. All right. So just Colors. pretty lights, Colors. yeah. Colors, loud music, and somebody yelling every five minutes. Doesn't sound great. Mm. <laughs> okay. They give you something to do besides dance, so... Yeah. Like I said, whenever the review comes out, I'll have more to say. Fair All right, then. Fair enough. Uh, and you've only been playing Beyond, right, Brendan? Yeah, so that's all I've been playing. And, and we'll just finish that Grand Theft Auto, and that's it. Cool. Did you did you finish it while you were asleep? 
No, I was awake for that. Oh, that's I good. actually I made a big deal of it because I could tell it was the last minute. So I like I went to get all the caffeine. This yeah, was appointment so TV, so to speak. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I could tell it was over, and it was a sad moment when it was over. I wish I could play more. That's why I want the DLC so badly. Fair enough. Right. And I'm waiting on online. Well, because you know, there's if, one more mission you want, after you, you finish. You can the game. go back and play it again. There's a oh, mission. I have. I have. Yeah, I played it twice. Oh, what's the other mission after you finish the game? Um, after you finish the game, I won't spoil it, but play as Trevor and go back to his trailer. Oh, really? Trust yeah. me, it's fun. Yeah, I've been doing that. It's a good time. There are little bonus things like that. And then you can replay missions. And a lot of them, like all the heists and everything, there were multiple options to do it, so you can replay, and it feels like a completely different heist, right? Weird. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a good time. And I've only been playing Kingdom Hearts HD. Fair enough. Which is still... It's Kingdom Hearts. It's Kingdom Hearts. Hey, yeah. I, or Disney. You know what? I, I feel really bad because I'm playing this, and I'm like, oh, I've been waiting for so long to play this, but all I can think about is I want Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh. Now, now it's just like it's in my blood. Now I want play, real gummy ship missions back. I should play. I love Kingdom Hearts. I wish the gummy ship missions were more involved. I probably will. But apparently, it destroyed. Uh, it destroyed Wasted Kitten, and he can't play games anymore because it was too good, and nothing's going to stand up to it. The Last of Us. That's his outlook. So <laughs> I'll play a bunch of stuff first, and then let my if heart be destroyed. Much, you're only going to be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. It is a game. Yeah. I mean, it, it's better to go into it without expectations yeah. and then just go, like, oh, hey, wow, that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, That's it, how I feel. It's excellent for sure, but it's not. Yeah. But when I get home, my Kingdom Hearts, it just calls me. I love it. It's so cute. Sorry. Play some with some monsters. There are monsters in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, there's the Heartless. We're working on this. Wayne understands my lust for Kingdom Hearts, so... Before it gets really bizarre. Yeah. Shall we, shall we wrap up there? Yeah. Yes, we will. <laughs> I'm going to play Fatal Fame, so ha. Oh, that's, that's a good great. one. Yes, mm-hmm. that's a good Halloween game. It is a good Halloween that game. Is, that may be too good a Halloween game. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing game. All right. Oh, we should also mention Reed's series. Yes, because it is Halloween time. Reed has a weekly column on horror this Oct-terror. week. Terror. Oct Terror. Yeah. I thought he's called. Does he call it that every year? Uh, uh, it's. Um, Otaku horror was last week used because it was okay. all based on Otaku. Yeah, because it's always it, it's cute how he does it. But Oct Terror once a week. Read this week is about haunted houses, but in video games and how well people like companies manage to make these haunted houses. They also don't seem to have any spatial relationships. They like the small little house in front. Oh no! Takes no, no. You months to no, that's, that's why. That's, that's, that's partially. That's, okay. that's, part, that's partially why yeah. it's haunted because it looks. And well, then you're like, wait, this is a lot bigger than the inside. No, fatal frame. He didn't mention fatal frame though. Mm-hmm. I don't think he mentioned Vampire the Masquerade, Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's something Mansion game what, starts with a K. What's the game that's coming out soon? Um, Evil Within. That house gets oh, weird. Okay, or that yeah. that asylum gets, yeah. gets weird. Well, last week, or whatever it is. Last week was about asylums. Yeah. So there are two up right now. Next week we'll get another one. Who knows what it will be? It'll be awesome though. So check those we also out. We have the uh, interview with if you ever liked video in our top ten. Yes, uh, oh, Nicholas. Nicholas. I remember that show. Hey, I wanted to be on that show. Go and read the interview. Maybe you can. If we tell you, then never. Yeah, you have to. We can't tell you on All air. Right. All right. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, if you ever watched that show. See what he's up to now. See what happened to Video in Arcade Top Ten on well, the. It got uh, canceled. That's what happened. Well, you know what happened after. It, it, Jeez, Brendan. Well, it was canceled, so nothing. The title says what happened to Nicholas Focus or Video in Arcade Top Ten. So, don't poop on it. Jeez. Anyway, that's from from Brian Calhoun and it's on CGMagOnline.com. 
You can check it out there as well as read stuff, as well as Wayne's um, episodic drama. What was your column exactly? You know, basically after playing Beyond, uh, Beyond right. Two Souls, I just sort of started thinking about uh, The Walking Dead and how that worked a lot the episodicness? better because yeah. it was episodic as opposed to Beyond Two Souls where they have a tendency to hit you with like one heavy emotional moment after another mm-hmm. and then it just keeps going and it's like, this really would have been better if we actually had like a close right here where they were like, you should walk away for a little while. Oh, okay. really? Because you said that the narrative went all over the place so couldn't you stop? Yeah, you, you, you can. It's just yeah. then you know, it's like, Unfortunately, it's like I was crushing it for review purposes. Yeah. 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 But check that out also online as well as I just had something in my brain and I lost it. Oh, our flash focus on Beyond Two Souls as well as Lunch Breaks, which is also on Beyond Two Souls. Next week, you look for the first flash focus retro. Yeah, the Jaguar. Yes, the Jaguar. That and Tempest. Sorry, Jaguar. That was was just a whole mess of retro. That was a whole mess of retro. Yeah. Whole mess of retro. That was a whole lot of melt vision <laughs> It was a lot of melt vision yeah. you'll, you'll know what he means when you watch the video. Yeah. So keep an eye on the site for new videos, new reviews. We'll have uh, the review of Rain just went up, and soon the review of Beyond Two Souls. Rain looks very similar to Beyond Two Souls, because they both look dark and depressing. They, they are both dark and depressing. Rain's not that dark and depressing. All it does is rain, though. Yeah. All right. It's, 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 it's whimsical. Oh. Yeah. It's like a flower? Kind of. In less, less, you don't play rain. You don't okay. play as raindrops. No, no, you, okay. no, you don't play as raindrops. It's, it's like a shmup. No, it's not. No, that would be a great rain game, though. Mm-hmm. Also, shooting, shooting raindrops? Just wow, raining on someone. Yeah. Let's, let's wrap up there. This is getting really deep. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook, Google, Comics Gaming Magazine, Twitter, CGM. Brendan, your Twitter? Beaver26. Wayne? Uh, I'm on Real Wayne Santos. Yeah, just find me on Google Plus. I'm Kicks in Chaos. Alex, do you have Twitter? Uh, yeah, uh, Alexander B. Leach. There you go. And Phil is not a Twitter person. Nope. Where can we find you, Phil? Can we stalk you on Facebook? Sure. Stalk Phil on Facebook. Other than sure. that? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. He says that because it happens all the time. I stalked him on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, she did. You see? Mm-hmm. Other than that, cgmagonline.com and come back next week for more podcast goodness. Sounds good to me. All right. Bye.